Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You know who it is. Welcome to the Mike Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me as always is my brother, I Am Vision. Say what's up, brother. What's up, podcast world? What's up, brother? And we got a guest on the show. Tell him who you is, brother. Tell, let him know. Hold on. Before he say that, tell him who you is. Really? That's how we talk? Today? <laughs> All right, well, who you is, man? <laughs> That's who I'm here. <laughs> What's good, man? Good to have you on the show, man. We, it's been a minute, man. We got to get you on the show more often. Yeah, it's all good. Been working this year. Oh, I feel you. I know Delvin can feel you on that, too. Definitely. Definitely. Today is a special show, Delvin. You on? You on the special episode, man. The State of the Union for the State of the Union. We breaking down the first 30 days of Trump. First 30 days of Trump. First 30 days of Trump was crazy. <laughs> so what, what's the first thing we gonna talk about? All right, funny you should mention that. I have looked up an article on Politico, and it says it's Donald Trump 20 days, eight days later. I'm not gonna read the article, but it gives us some places we can go to with it on how we can go about this and it gives, just gives us a, a rundown of everything he's done within the first 28 days which is basically the 30 days that we're talking about basically. so let's start off with um, his first executive actions Trump signed an executive order that allowed for the delay or waiver of certain Affordable Care Act provisions and another that froze pending regulations until they were approved for the White House or a newly appointed agency head early moves court promises of his campaign. Basically what that says is he signed executive orders to basically freeze up the Affordable Care Act. So what are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, my thought is it's it a Basically, this is the first steps of them getting rid of Obamacare. Or the same thing that he said he was going to keep in this tweak. Yes, we're going to get into that also as well. Line number one. Okay. Let's talk about his cabinet picks. His first cabinet picks were um, retired General James Mateus for Secretary of Defense and John Kelly for Homeland Security, who easily won their nomination for Senate. 
So that that's the first thing that happened. Well, look at the National Security Advisor, too. I saw that on time. Trump names Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster as the new National Security Advisor. See. That man is a dick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> man, I think everybody he's naming to put in these positions, they got no type of experience in what they're getting into. And they all seem to be clansmen. I'm sorry, I'm going to just say it. They all seem to be clansmen. I lived in Kansas. He picked, he picked that guy from Kansas. I've been to Alabama. He picked that guy from Alabama. They ain't running their states too well. <laughs> and a lot of these Republicans that he seems to pick, I don't, at first, you know, I thought he would be good for business as far as our economy goes as a businessman. But then again, he outsources a lot. And he outsources to other countries for low price. Therefore, it takes away, you know, the chance of building jobs for Americans here because he's outsourcing help from another country for cheaper labor. So seeing how he does that, seeing how his wife is of, uh, I think, a Euro-Russian background and he was trying to befriend Russian political people and stuff like that. Like Obama threw a monkey wrench in that before he got out of office. So he, he ain't even on a good, clean skate with Russians like he thinks he is. Yeah. I worry about I worry about a lot of his dealings in international affairs, and this is something I always tell a lot of people. Since I've been in the military, since I've had anything to do with government, the most important thing about picking a president to me is how you deal with your neighbors, how you deal with international affairs. What you do in this country matters to me too. Don't get it twisted. But what you do in this country matters about as much as what you do in this world. So if your if your relationships with your neighbors isn't where it needs to be, your relationship with your people is going to be fucked up. If you're not doing right by your neighbors, because we are a referee nation. When we whenever there's a war, we come in and say, hey, stop this, or we come in and take over. We're like a referee and a book. Yeah. With that being the case, a lot of countries give us a bad look because they feel that way. When I was in Germany, it wasn't that they didn't like us soldiers. They didn't like the president we were serving under at the time. So knowing that and then watching how he's dealing with things, the world is looking at him like, yo, this dude is a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, he's abrasive in what he says. He's an older guy. And my dad is about the same age as when they, once you reach that age, you don't give a damn what you want. You're going to say things how you want to say it. You're going to do things the way you want to do it. You set in your ways. And I thought he would be a better choice than Hillary simply because when it comes to international affairs, a woman, and I really don't want women to take this wrong. Oh, they don't take it wrong. Continue. If you've been anywhere in this world, if you travel like you say you have, when you go to Iraq, certain places that's hardcore traditions, a woman president cannot sit amongst these prime ministers who have no regard or respect for women and think she can get anywhere with these men of power. This is a this is just fact. This is truth. Now with Trump, Obama didn't know anything about being a president. Okay, he was a senator. He was a good politician. He was a good senator. He went from a lawyer to a senator. 
Even though John McCain was a politician, we got a John McCain in office. Because when he first ran against, who was that he ran against? I forgot. Uh, uh, was it Al Gore? I think it was Al Gore. Yo, I was like, this dude that had served in the military, he's a fucking idiot. That had been a senator, he's a fucking idiot. Like, this dude is a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, I thought that there would be nobody dumber than McCain until Trump. Let's not go too far on that because we are literally still on day one. <laughs> you guys are going off. Oh, man, because he's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to go to day two because we already spent all this time on day one. According to the plan, first foreign leader visit is announced. Press Secretary Sean Spicer, who we're going to be talking about probably a lot, announced the first visit from a foreign leader. With Prime Minister Theresa May of the United Kingdom scheduled to visit Trump in the White House during the first week of office. Also on this day was the Women's March. And we all know how that went. Yeah. So, Interesting. let me ask you guys about this. Does anybody, do anyone you know what the Women's March was? What was it about? Well, Keep it real. Biggest problem with the women's march was that it wasn't very clear what they were speaking out against. There's a lot of things that's just not clear lately when it comes to Trump because people are protesting, and I wonder if they really understand what a protest is. Yeah, because they're not being clear about what they're protesting for. They just angry people holding up signs saying shit, but like, what are you really protest today? Are not like the protests of the '60s. Attention, but what did it accomplish? When are you people going to realize stop? 
That's it. for the day 28. <laughs> Stay on day two. <laughs> Y'all go away. That we haven't been to for day two yet. Like Sean Spicer fucking up, lying his ass off on the second day of election, throwing something. The crowd was the biggest in history, and everybody like, no, it wasn't. Then they had to look. <laughs> he was lying. Then they had the banner up on the president website that was saying it was from Trump's inauguration, when it was actually from Obama's inauguration. And this is all on day two. This is y'all president, America. I hope y'all happy. What else from day two you want to recap on? Trump visited the CIA headquarters to show his support for their work, but while standing before the agency's wall under 117 CIA agents who died in service, he delivered a campaign-style address that st- stepped on this message. What was that? What was that uh, campaign speech he gave out? Let's go over it. He basically was talking about lo- loosening the rules on torture and stuff like that, and fighting a lot Islamic terrorists, terrorists, and shit like that. You know, Trump being Trump. It's very important that. Uh, address this because it goes further into when we get further into his days as president you're going to hear more about his interactions with the CIA and the FBI and how it's kind of a detriment but we'll get more than that when we get further down the days yeah 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 I don't want to jump too far ahead Day three, Trump spoke with the Israeli Prime Minister and extended him a visit, uh, invitation for a visit to the United States in February. That's important. To help. Deals with that man is very important. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, hopefully it's a good turnout. And it's crucial on an economical, political, and a religious plan. Good. That's awesome. Perfect. Couldn't say it better. Then also on this day, he responded to the Women's March saying, even if I don't always agree, I recognize the rights of people to express their views. What's the good thing for him to say? Even though he don't, yeah. even though he don't, even though he ain't supporting it for real. Yeah. Pretty much. <clears throat> 
<laughs> now, here's one of our favorite parts of day three. White House Counselor Kelly Conway defended Spicer's Saturday night's falsehoods by telling NBC's Chuck Todd that Spicer was simply presenting alternative facts. Alternative. <laughs> the key word. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. <laughs> which has become an internet meme. You're going to hear the word alternative facts a lot in these 28 days. It's a truthful lie. Pretty much. And the final thing that happened on day three was Sunday night, the Wall Street Journal published an article discussing U.S. counterintelligence agents have investigated communications that Donald Trump, National Security Advisor, had conversations with Russian officials, according to people familiar with the matter. The problem would not go away quietly. They're talking about Flynn. They're trying to make it go away. They're trying to ignore that it three more executive orders. The orders officially withdrew U.S. from negotiations with the Trans-Pacific Partnership, froze federal hiring except for military and certain security situations, and barred federal funds for going to international groups that provided abortions. 
is it with these first terms? Him and Obama, they first terms. They 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 barred a lot of things. A lot of uh, people got froze accounts, froze in their jobs. Like what 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 in the hell is the cause of that? Well, for my knowledge, for my for my for me studying it, I found out that um Freezing federal hiring is something that's normally done for presidents so they can get their people in there. They want to get more of their people into office. In their cabinets. Not necessarily their cabinets, but period. Like, all across the board. So they, they freeze it up, and they start hiring again, but they hire people more according to who they want into their positions and stuff like that. Any type of federal office. So that's generally a normal thing that happens. So that's what Yeah. yeah. That day, cause I was like, in the military, we got a change of command. We got a change of command. This ain't a change of command. This is like, yeah, like what you just said, like that shit sounds like, like aggressive and low key violent. <laughs> it is. Cause people are losing their jobs and things of that sort. And you know, some of these people who lose their jobs, there have been a lot of politicians in Obama's eight years, Bush's eight years that have either killed themselves or ended up dead, and no one knows how. These people were relieved of positions, or resigned from positions, or just stepped away. And some are never heard from again, some are said to have died, and all types of special scenarios. Yeah, just like that show Scandal, about the same. And it's funny how we can talk about cartoons and shows and we're seeing a lot of stuff that we see on TV actually happening in our political realm. Yeah. That's great. Trump also, on this day, brought back the claim of voter fraud, which is fucking ridiculous. He won the election, but he's still screaming voter fraud because he didn't want to put because because of his ego was hurt because he didn't want the popular vote. Here goes a tweet from Trump on that day. I will be asking for a major investigation into voter fraud, including those registered states to vote in two states. Y'all know he our last president, right? <laughs> okay, what you know that. And how the hell you pull that off? And how they pull that off? Two states. Yeah. Mostly for him. Y'all gonna make me have to sit here and smoke this damn cigarette. This is the thing about that. That's easily fixable. And I've said this before. You wanna stop voting voter fraud, let everybody vote online. Simple as that. Yeah, that sounds good though. You have to, you clearly have to make the system work where they can't hack into it. Yeah, that's not. You gotta invest some money into it. But everybody vote online. That's never gonna happen. They put in their social to get into the voting system. Cut it out. <laughs> Yahoo is worth billions of dollars. You know how much time they don't program the Yahoo system? No, just Microsoft Internet Explorer is the worst browser to use. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about the government. The government, well, the government's a bunch of fuck-ups. Look, not getting to the government. When I was in Maryland, 
before I left. My information along with another 500,000 soldiers information was compromised because of a security hack. Therefore, people were able to access our DD-214s and our information and can use our information to do whatever they wanted to do. So with that being said, no matter what level it's on, this was the DOD, Department of Defense, that got hacked to get our information, me being one of them, because I had to deal with an FBI agent about the matter up there at the NSA. So, me saying that is knowing that there are hackers out there more capable than I am that can hack the government system. So, anything, anything with technology is high. You can encrypt shit 85 ways to Sunday. There are hackers out there that are beyond the intelligence you can understand. I have met hackers at 12 years old you know, that are 12 from other countries that are hired by the government. So, you know what? Y'all go ahead and continue talking. I'm gonna go check on this dog right quick. I think he messed up my garage. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. We're gonna continue talking. We got you. So, you know, just. Knowing that fact alone, and when I hack, I didn't hack for no dumb shit, right? You know, I was doing, you know, government work or whatever. But um, the worst thing you could do is put something like voting or anything of that great level of importance to technological use. Because I'm telling you, bro, the safest way that they do voting is how they do it. If they making mistakes, they making mistakes. But man, to make that shit technologically advanced, yo, they. Well, they just, then they got to deal with the consequences of doing it the way they do it. If you're going to do it this old, yeah. ar- this arcade way, you're going to get arcade results to it. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, when you change it up, then it becomes a bigger issue, especially if you're dealing with the hacking issue, then it becomes a way bigger issue. Then you got, you got like, people who will hack from freaking the Middle East and sit there and be putting false votes in like they're from somewhere here in America, like you got, it's a lot you got to worry about, man. Just with technology and government alone, like those are two worlds that honestly should not be combined. Well, I got a lot of problems with the voting system in America, but that's for another day. I got a lot of problems with it. That's a whole topic for. No, 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 no question. I mean, I, I got a, a whole bunch of countless Especially problems. Especially when everything is always going back to the Florida recount with Bush. Oh, Florida, gotta watch Florida when it comes to vote, man. Screw y'all. You gotta watch your system <laughs> and the people you put running this. I'm gonna just give you one thing to think about before we move on about that. Why fellas can't vote? Think about that. Can't vote? Yeah, why fellas can't vote? That's not, that's not even that they can't vote. And honestly, I think that depends on where you're at. When I was up north, man, a lot of African Americans participated in the votes. Even when I look online, people say what they want. But DC, like where the White House is, those black people around there, them mugs vote. They vote. Now down here, like at my job, like me, I ain't gonna sit here like the last after what I've seen how politics have become lately, I have temporarily declined my right. Because I see no real good choice. And I'm not going to sit there and put independent or, you know, whoever the independent is or, you know, 
some people say, oh, I just put God on the ballot. I know like, you sound like a dumbass. Mm-hmm. I was like, but you, but you're not voting. It's like you voted. Yeah. It depends how you look at it. Because if you know who the 13 electoral votes come from, then you would understand that these, 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 these votes that actually are holding precedence aren't even the votes of the people that's holding precedence. No, they're not. And people don't realize these 13 electoral votes come from the 13 colonies that originated America. You know, right. I'm just going to put that out there for those who don't know. You're going to come with some other shit, but I'm telling you, that's where it comes from. And when you think about these 13 electoral votes, who are these people who hold the power with these 13 votes in these 13 original colonies that matter more than everybody else who votes? Because they always talk about the electoral votes over every other vote. And it's only 13, even though they may come with these other numbers, the original number is a 13, which if we all remember how America was founded, there was how many colonies? 13. So when you talk about these electoral votes and you think about the 13 colonies for all these history levels, I welcome anybody to email and really get some clarification on this, but the way my mind is processing this from being in the military, the votes of the people matter to a certain extent, but these 13 electoral votes hold so much precedence to the point I begin to wonder, who are these people, who are these 13 people who hold so much power in this voting process? I think this election, a lot of people learn that, because when it comes to the popular vote, Hillary won it. Of course. Uh, million of yes. But this goes back to what I was saying. It's so many loopholes for voting that don't make sense. And like I said, f- but going back to the fact, if you're a felon and you get out of prison, you serve your time, you're supposed to be put back into society, why you can't vote? Yeah, for real. That makes no sense. Well, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody fighting for that. That's the problem. And, it's, and fighting for it now is going to be pointless because it ain't even going to happen. It yeah, it's not going to happen. But, but just think about how much things would change if you were to allow full felons to vote. It'll change a lot. Yeah, it's not just voting. It, it also will change when it comes to jobs. Because a lot of them can't get no jobs. So they go back to doing the same thing because they got family to provide for. <laughs> exactly. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Let's get to... I got a lot to say on that. Cause I, that's kind of close to home. Because that, that happened with my brother. That's the job I worked at. But, yeah. Okay. See, I, I know a lot of You're supposed to be brought back into society. 
Day six, Trump signs two orders on immigration. What? Yep. One including the call for the beginning and planning and construction of the border wall and hiring more than 4,000 border patrol agents. First off, I want to say this. Trump, you're an immigrant too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't he Irish or something? Huh. This is the thing. I don't want to sound racist when I say this. But a lot of white people don't think they're immigrants. Everybody who came to this country are immigrants. Let me start by saying this. I didn't mean to say it like that. However, Trump, you're an immigrant. Everybody who came to this country Every are immigrants. American, you're an immigrant. <laughs> Every white person. Yeah. Ain't no Saxon. You're an immigrant. You're an immigrant. Yeah, you from England? Every Spanish person. <laughs> Just cause he was born here, don't mean you are from here. Yeah. <clears throat> so with that being said, these Native Americans, the the the, the Sunnis and uh, the uh, Seminoles, the Seminoles, you know, I'm Blackfoot. I have Blackfoot in my my line, and that's not even really American unless you count the Miami area. But other than that, that's mostly West Indian. So. Unless you are of a Native American descent and are getting reparations, because that's why they get reparations. I'm going to say this real quick for all these African Americans out here. Oh, we need our reparations. You cannot get reparations because this land wasn't taken from you. You were taken from a land and brought here. That's why you don't get reparations. So all of this, we need our reparations shit, yo, I'm going to tell you right now, shut it up and kill it. At one point, I felt like you until I understood things when I went overseas. You cannot get reparations because this is not your land. Yes. Now, if you can find out your bloodline and where it's traced back to in Africa or wherever, there are ways to get things that are owed to you that way. But kill that reparation talk, man. Y'all kill me with that because it ain't happening. We we did the cotton. We did all the other stuff. We got race killed, blah, blah, blah. You know, the list goes on. The Chinaman come here. For those who don't know, who built the railroad system? It was them. They started it. We ended up being the laborers of doing it because they weren't strong enough to do it. In return, what did they get? They run stores. They got businesses. Each culture that was brought here as a slave was given something except us. Yeah. Yeah. And that needs to be a podcast for that because I got a lot of knowledge on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> also, this day, yeah, let, let's get let's get back to this day. Also. Paul Ryan's speech in Philadelphia, he basically said that they're going to replace Obamacare, cut taxes, and fund Trump's border wall by August. So the wall should be up by this year. We're going to fund it by August. Oh, no, because remember, Mexico's supposed to be paying for the wall. <laughs> Mexico will be paying for the wall, as he said, and Mexico was saying like that's bullshit. We're not paying for shit. Yeah, the 
And also, in response to this, Mexican President Enrique Pena, Pena Nieto canceled a planned visit to the U.S. in response to Trump's 25th exec, January 25th executive actions. They don't want to pay for it, and because they they just initiated. So why should they pay for it? I, I probably would have did the same thing. And this goes back into what they what what they want to do. They want to charge a twenty percent border tax to Mexico. So all the supplies that we get from Mexico will be charged another tax to it. So instead of paying two dollars for tortillas. We'll pay four dollars for tortillas from Mexico. So I'm assuming Donald Trump shirts that he get it made in Mexico will be taxed extra, also, right? You would think so. Because I got one of his shirts I purchased a while back. It's made in Mexico. Yeah, most of his stuff is made in Mexico and other countries like that, which is so ironic. Yes. Let's go over to day eight. The March for Life came to Washington with anti-abortion activists feeling a sense of renewed vigor now that Trump has been elected. So this is basically everybody who gets anti-abortion. They came to Washington to salute Trump. And this has been one of those things that um he's been kind of championing in a sense where well, more so Mike Pence, where they're against abortion. I don't want to get too much into your thoughts on abortion because I don't know. I'll give you my thoughts on abortion. Yeah. I frankly don't like the process of abortion. It's heinous. It's rough. But it's not my decision. Right. It's up to that person. I still think it's a woman's right to do what they want to do, even though I don't agree with it. It's their body, so it's not like how can I sit there and tell them what to do with their body? Bingo, and they have to carry the baby. That's the whole thing about it. And plus, you know, I think there's underlying reasons. I think there's logical reasons to have an abortion. Like I think, if a woman gets raped, they obviously don't want to keep that baby a lot of times. That I understand that. You know, you get raped, you get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to know what the nation is to the rapists. Yeah, and then, well, you know, that. And then I think it all depends on that woman's mindset, for example. A, a superstar who was a product of rape that a lot of people may not be aware of is Kirk Franklin. And he was raised by his grandmother. His, his mom was raped. And she didn't get rid of him. And, you know, he turned out to be who he is. He was raised by his grandmother. And he thanked his mom um, a few years back for not giving up on him and aborting him and allowing his grandmother to raise him. So, you know, me personally, even though I just came in on this, I know what y'all talking about. And I kind of agree. You know, I've always ended up dealing with, and when I say dealing with, I don't necessarily mean in a relationship. Just some of my homegirls I know, you know, I ain't put no names out, but none of that. But they have had some shitty hands in life. They've been raped by family, by boyfriends, you name it. They, they, and some of them have gone through it more times than once. Yeah. And some of them have had abortions. And I agree that if you have been degraded, violated by any kind of violent force, 
that ain't something you wanted. That ain't something you look for. That is just an unfortunate bullshit circumstance that happened to you. And I feel you should have the right to get an abortion. But if you out here just all willy-nilly screwing and everything, like, yo, there's got to be something put in place. There's got to be something put in place. Because at the end of the day, you chose to lay down with somebody and a life is created. So there has to be some kind of repercussion for carelessness for these people who go and get like these women, should I say, let's put that up, who go and get like four or five, I don't know, ten abortions. Yeah, that I understand. And you don't know, and, and it does something to your body. Question. Because I really don't know. How much does an abortion cost? <laughs> and I'm glad I don't know because that lets you know the kind of person that lets you know the kind of people we are. So it's good we don't know. That lets you know. I'm trying. To, I'm saying this because would it be something that we could do if, like, let's say if, okay, it's not cheap. That I know. What if we raise the price for people who are basically a habitual abortionists? Yeah, like if they're having an abortion every other couple months and stuff like that, it goes from being, let's say it's 2000 to 10000 And all honestly, I think there needs to be some kind of way that they can enforce unless it has been the circumstances we mentioned, you are not allowed to have. See, the only problem I have with that is, okay, the women want to get rid of the child. So that means if they can't get rid of the child, there's a possibility they may abuse the child. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I understand that, <laughs> and that's why you have that's why you have prisons in place. People cannot. I understand where you're coming from, but then you're giving a person a reason not to accept responsibility. An easy out, in a sense. That's an easy out because all they're gonna go do is go lay down and have sex, and then end up in the same situation, and then they're gonna do it again. You're giving them a cop out. So it's a double-edged sword, then. It is a double-edged yeah. sword, but there has to be a way. There'll be more kids in the system. Whew. This is a tough topic. It's difficult. It's a, no, but it's, a, it's, it's not a tough topic. This is the best topic yeah. to have with this guest because people may not know that this man works with children and family. So his views are very good for what's being said, right? Very true. That's crazy. That's a lot of money, man. Are you serious? It's really yeah, like that. That's why a lot of them go overseas when you see all these little Chinese kids. It's cheaper. That's crazy. What? What? Wow. Yeah, man. So that's why I say when it comes to the abortion situation, it's a double-edged sword. So if they don't want the kid, the kid ends up in the system. Or the mom abused the kid, the dad abused the Now that you got these stepfathers killing these kids. And it's... it's
gotta be something that can be done. This there's gotta be something that can be done. And not that shit that Trump is talking with. He's talking about trying to tell women how many kids they can have. Like I applaud what he's attempting to do. I just don't like the way he said it. Because it's like, dude, the way that sounds is just like even I, I, I see what you're trying to do and I hear what you're saying, but dude, that shit sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> first call with Russian President Vladimir Putin. He said it was positive. They talked about discussions on how to make they can combat terrorism and things like that and he was basically saying that he wasn't going to make any announcement yet of trying to get rid of the sanctions that Obama had put on Putin. Not as of yet. I completely agree. I'm reading off also trying to see what else happened. Oh, let's go to day 10. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what I was looking for right here. This was also the day when the travel ban happened. Oh, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Day 9 was the day the travel ban happened. So what do you guys think about the the travel ban? And do 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 I need to explain what it is essentially? I don't know what to think about that. That that kind of 
Yeah, the whole thing that people were saying about it was it didn't tra target all of Muslim nations, but it targeted the ones that are poor. The ones that don't have dealings with Trump, but none of these none of these Muslim nations had any conflict with the U.S. that we know of. They couldn't find anything, and the way the travel ban was posted was based off a of religion. That's why it got um. That's essentially why it got vetoed by the judges. Quick, quick question. Shoot. I didn't know that. In New York, literally, I think his name is Vitaly Cherkin. He died at 64, suffering a cardiac arrest this morning. Huh. Damn, that sounds like you were poisoned. What? And it's on it. He died Monday, a day before his 65th birthday, which is tomorrow. The Russian wow. Minister of Foreign Affairs confirmed this. What I think. Uh, part, episode on scandal. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And back on that travel ban, man. That travel ban only stemmed from what happened. Um, this is supposed to be his attempt to crack down on Islamic terrorists. And the funny thing is, ISIS, if we all remember. Oh, you're breaking up. About to say that again. I didn't hear you. you broke up just then. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Well, okay. Like, well, I'm gonna read, say what I said. Like, okay. For example, okay. He wants to have us as Americans looking at people of an Islamic culture or ethnicity as terrorists. When ISIS, that has been wreaking havoc for these past, what, let's say two to three years, it's been longer than that, but let's just say two to three years because people know who ISIS is now, apparently because of what has been transpiring the last two to three years. Maybe we need to say five years. So the people that they found in ISIS that are higher up have come to be people of European descent. So what you want to do, well, you, not you, what Trump wants to do when he's trying to do branding Islamic people as terrorists, what about these English people? What about these people of other ethnicities that have been found in the ISIS regime and other regimes that are not Middle They white folks, they get up in the uh, tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said what I've been thinking all this time, but yeah. <laughs>
as we all know, the travel ban has basically been repelled. But eventually, this is not on here, but we know it's coming eventually. They're going to rewrite it some way and make it legal. And that travel ban is coming one way or another, whether we like it or not. I don't even think it's going to be a travel ban. If you remember um, movies like uh, Dark Angel, well, this is a series that was on sci-fi, but like Dark Angel or movies like Resident Evil or uh, The Walking Dead. And what I mean by these movies, I'm not talking about what happens in it, but what happens when these people get to a state border? They need a passport. Huh. We used to be able to travel before terrorism. Let me bring people back up to speed. 90s. You could travel damn near anywhere without a passport. This was like early to mid-90s. There was almost almost nowhere you could travel where you really fully needed a passport. If you didn't have one, it wasn't that present unless you was going to places like China, Europe, things like that. But you didn't need a passport to go to Bahamas. You didn't need a passport to go to Jamaica. You really didn't need a passport to go to Haiti like that. You didn't need a passport to go to anywhere that was close to America that you could take by cruise or by plane. You could take your ID and you were good. Even when I was overseas in the military, we did not need our passports until September 11th. I got to Paris without my passport from Germany to Paris. I've been to the Vatican without my passport from Germany to the Vatican, from Germany to Italy, from from Germany to the Netherlands, from Germany to Sweden. I've been able to go to places without my passport until September 11th. Then over there, everywhere I went, I could not cross a border without my passport. So what's getting ready to happen in America is no different than what I've seen happen in the third world America. Your license only going to mean something while you're driving, but soon they're going to ask you for your license, your passport, your vehicle registration, and your insurance. If you pay attention, Hollywood has shown you transition period that our economy is going through and it's been taking anywhere between 8 to 10 year increments for things to be implemented that we've seen from Hollywood happen in real life like Enemy of the State they've had them smartphones if you remember Enemy of the State with Will Smith there were phones in that movie that we use now that we weren't using back then (laughs) yeah they had smart TVs in that movie before smart TVs were ever put in a person's house yeah. yeah. So just in looking at things of that nature, we're going to need passports just to go to Georgia. We're going to need passports just to go to Texas, just across state lines. This is the kind of era of time. We in a Mad Max era, if you remember that movie. Yes, very well. Yeah, it's crazy. We are become, we're coming into a Mad Max era, for example, last year. The biggest controversial election ever. And then the movie they decided to put out so many months before the election is Purge Election Year, and black people are getting killed by cops. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is how my mind works. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I'm processing things. <laughs> so. Day 10. Let's move over to day 10. Day 10 is known for the raid, the Yemen raid. Did you guys hear about this raid? No. I've heard some, but I, I'm not Okay, let me give you uh, the heads up on it. A special operations raid ordered by Trump in Yemen resulted in the death of a U.S. service member, 
Chief Petty Officer William Ryan Owens, the wounding of three other significant civilian casualties, and the White House argued that the raid which targeted fighters from a branch of Al-Qaeda was successful because 14 militants were killed and intelligence was gathered. Essentially, this raid is controversial because they're basically calling it Trump's Benghazi. Because he got intelligence saying that, hey, if we're going to do this raid, we should do it another way. He didn't listen to the intelligence. He did it his way. And it caused the death of U.S. soldiers and some civilians. I'm telling you, this fool gonna get impeached, man. Nobody ain't listening, man. This fool's gonna get impeached, bro. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, you gotta try to sign off on as much as you can before that. Who I'm really worried about, man, from day one, I've been worried about Pence, man. Because if nobody paid attention to who Pence is, you should look everywhere else. If you know who Saul is from the Bible, who became Paul, the most revered disciple of all, before he became a disciple, he persecuted Christians. Killed Christians like he he was he was a jacked up dude. Mike Pence reminds me of him. I can see that. Everything he wants to do is by force. Gay marriage were not for that. They have already, and people ain't paying attention. I guess they make the news because oh they're you know they're homosexuals. Who cares about that? It's freedom that that is being abolished. Here. These people, excuse me, who were allowed under a former administration to be married are now being forcefully torn apart. They are forcefully taking these people and separating them. Look at them. Because people will sit and say, oh, that's not happening. Yo, they are doing this. <laughs> and what's going to happen when Trump gets impeached? Because Trump, your ass is going to get impeached. You, you're an idiot. <laughs> I understand how you're trying to do things but the way you're doing it, you're an idiot and you're going to get impeached and when you do, America's really going to go to hell because you don't know who you pick for your vice president yeah. and maybe you do because I mean, he went to the man's house and had breakfast at the he's the first president to ever do some shit like that he went and had breakfast at this man's house to butter him up to be his VP <laughs> and look at the smirk on Pence's face every time Trump messes up Cause he, he has a smirk. When, when you watch this man's face, you know Trump's fucking up, bro. That's the best way to be put it. <laughs> Pence expressions let you know that Trump is doing exactly whatever it is Pence wants him to do right now. That's crazy. Because he has this smirk that just don't look genuine. <laughs> it's like that Grinch type smirk, like, yeah, boy. <laughs> Y'all don't know what's coming when this fool fuck up. <laughs> they. We need, we need to do a podcast on Pence. Here. Oh, that's definitely coming up. So let's go to day 11. Day 11. Sally Yates was fired, who was attorney, the acting attorney general, basically for def- refusing to defend Donald Trump and his travel ban. Hold on, so she got fired because she didn't back? Yeah, essentially. Well, y- y'all do remember he was a reality star, remember? You're fired! <laughs> That's all I got to say to that. That's the main thing for that day. Let's go over to day 12, because day 12 was talking more about what you were talking about, Al. Making good on another campaign theme, Trump plans to keep in place an Obama order barring federal contractors from discriminating on the basis of sexual orientation. 
Trump ran as the most outspoken supporter of LGBT rights to win his public Republican nomination. <laughs> also, what happened this day was Sean Spicer told the press that the travel ban, which he both said previously referred to as a ban, said it was not a ban, in fact. What? Yeah. Him and Trump referred to it as a ban, then they came back and said it's not a ban. And you know this. And this is what spurred the whole Saturday Night Live thing with um when they did the little mocking of Sean Spicer. I forgot who yeah. played him, which you know everybody loved. But this just goes back to the incompetence of this organization so far. So let's move on to some more days. Trying to think of some more things that we can go towards. Move. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be good so I can let you get through these days, man, because you know I can talk about these things. <laughs> we are already an hour and two minutes in, and we're on day, like, ten. And we all got to go to work tomorrow, so I'm just shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna move up. I'm looking at these couple of days. Most of these days, the next couple of days, not much happens. But we're going to go to day 14. And the Bowling Green Massacre. <laughs> Have you guys heard of the Bowling Green Massacre? Mm, no, I, I I work a lot, man, and I'm pretty. We all work a lot, but you know, you you do this, Shilla. I'm not Shilla Delvin. You do this, me and me and Shilla, man. We. <laughs> so you, I, I know you guys haven't heard of. It. You know why you haven't heard of it? Why? Because it hasn't made the mainstream. No, because that shit doesn't exist. <laughs> Listen to what happened. Trump's counselor, Kelly Conway, cites a fictitious Bowling Green massacre in an interview on MSNBC's Hardball. What? As she tries to press the case for Trump's immigrant travel ban. An attack she said most people weren't aware of because it didn't get covered. She was talking about, she she basically made up a massacre that didn't fucking happen. That didn't happen. Yo, I ain't got no energy for that one, man. I will, I will rip that apart right now. I that. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's. I agree, man. That's, that's fucking crazy. Man. That's next. <laughs> You're an idiot. That's all I gotta say. You're an idiot. Why would you make up some fictitious ass story like that? Yo? For real. That's the worst, man. We're already a nation at war. That's the worst thing you can do, man. It's called pandemonium. The next couple of days were basically more and more of the like Trump trying to get the travel ban lifted so he can, so the ban can continue and judges basically shooting it down. This happened to basically the next, we'll, I'm moving over to day 19 right now because that's the next significant thing happened. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos won Senate confirmation with the narrowest possible margin. 
with Mike Pence casting the deciding vote. That's a setup. Uh huh. I saw that too. That was a straight setup. Uh huh. That was setup. He, he's for her. How, how he decide? Decide vote. They should have somebody neutral to that. Yeah, that's. Somebody unbiased. Can't have somebody biased in that shit. Did you? Do you know? Do y'all know who Betsy DeVos is? But do you know the fact that she didn't take, she didn't go to school? She was homeschooled? Well, you know, nah, I ain't she was homeschooled. Well, you know, we, we live in that era now where people are getting homeschooled. And, you know, they've been doing that shit for years. But how are you going to be in charge of the Department of Education when you haven't even been in the school? That's the problem. Because she doesn't she have that experience. That. She doesn't have to go through none of that. But that doesn't. But so that doesn't mean. That doesn't mean she's not smart. It's not take away from her intelligence. And I will say that doesn't necessarily mean she's not the right person for the job. What she needs to do is just verse herself in those matters. She's she hasn't versed herself in those matters, and it's because she's in the position she's in. Her not having knowledge of those things is not excusable. You were homeschooled, okay, understood. But because of the position you are now in, you need to verse yourself on things that are not of a homeschool nature. So she really doesn't have an excuse because you're in, the, you're in politics. So guess what your job is? Your job is to know this stuff. Yeah. I mean, you were. Uh, if it was important to her, she would have got to know it. I mean, but since it's not important. It should be important because of the position she's in. I see you just probably put them as a puppet. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. And just got called on the bullshit. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I, I go with that. I go with that. I tried to help you with it before. Day 18th. The White House released a list of 78 terror attacks later that night that had been underreported by the U.S. media. The list was riddled with misspellings and typos, including dozens of attacks that received significant, and in some cases, cases blanketed U.S. media coverage. Among the undercovered attacks cited, a shooting at the Orlando nightclub, excuse me, the Orlando nightclub shooting, and an attack in Bernardino, California. Now, I don't know why would they say that was a media cover-up when they didn't cover those those events because the Orlando nightclub shooting was covered for weeks. Um, uh, that wasn't a terrorist attack. No, it wasn't. When you read and listen to the news about that situation, it had a lot to do with him dealing with another dude that broke his heart. So he should take all the games out. How is that terrorist? Media, and this needs a podcast of its own, though. You need to write this down. Media 
Yes. Yeah. Nobody knows that during that whole time that that scandal was being presented, that Clinton okayed an airstrike that killed an African security guard in, a, in an empty warehouse. It was basically a blank airstrike just to divert attention, and they made it seem like it was some terrorist shit going on. Okay, that's one incident. Okay, both Bushes also had incidents where there was some scandal that uproar, where boom, innocent people got killed, and it was claimed to be something it wasn't. So why am I saying this? I'm saying that to say this. The media, the biggest manipulating tactic there is to condition and control with fear. What that means is, okay, we are already a nation at war. So when we have things happen like the marathon attack that happened in Boston, the shooting in Orlando, the shooting in Columbine, the shooting in the, um, the theater, if y'all remember when that dude shot up in the theater, um, all these uproar that occur that make people, oh my God, oh my God, all of this stuff diverts the attention from the political mastermind moves that's happening to implement things to take away freedom of speech, to take away everything that's about to be attacked under this Trump administration. That's where this travel ban comes from. A travel ban is an attack on your freedom to move freely as you have been through countries. Everything now is an attack on your freedom. And what the media does is it's called misdirection. In magic, it's called misdirection. In the media, it's called misdirection. But we can divert your attention here and have the whole world here while this is happening. The whole world looking this way, nobody sees this. For example, what happened on Twitter about, what, two, three weeks ago? Beyonce is having twins or some shit like that. While this nigga's in office, why do you give a fuck about Beyonce and her twins? You need to be more concerned with what this man is doing in office. But the whole Twitter universe, all Beyonce and her twins, I know those babies gonna look in And I see niggas. When I say niggas, I ain't talking about niggas. I'm talking about men. Men. Brothers. Niggas. <laughs> talking about Beyonce and her goddamn babies. Nigga, do you even know your children? <laughs> and you care about this woman and her kids so when you talk about the media you gotta be it's, it's the media serves two purposes to inform and to misinform and the third is to misdirect so you gotta be careful where you get your information from when it comes to the media yeah. which we will talk about a little bit more as we get to the last day because I think that's something we need to discuss as well that he was talking about. Day 21 is most known for the fact that a federal appeals court unanimously rejected Trump's administration request to reinstate the travel ban. Also, White House advisor, who we talked about early, earlier, Kellyanne Conway came under fire for encouraging people to buy Ivanka Trump's clothing line, which is a violation of ethics rules. Man, that's solicitation too. Yeah. She went on the, she went on a TV show because people were dropping Ivanka Trump's clothesline because what well, Nostra mainly because it wasn't selling because of Donald Trump obviously people are trying to distance themselves from Trump so they're not buying his clothes. Yeah, and he telling these businesses they're gonna face his wrath and all this crazy stuff like this. Yeah. President, you really want that kind of publicity? 
Yeah, so Kellyanne Conway went on TV essentially saying, hey, let's support her and go buy her clothes, which is clear. You can't do that. You cannot do that when you're in a political office. You can't manipulate people into buying stuff. And this is one of the reasons why people did not want Trump in office. You can't, but he's doing it. He's doing it. But he's not the only thing, the only person that does that. When you think about Christmas, when the gift comes out, we all get manipulated, especially if you got kids. All of a sudden, for some reason, you ever heard of the dancing Elmo? Oh, yeah. It came out three years in a row. Yeah, but see, I understand that. It's a difference, though. But I understand what he's saying when it comes to Trump. Like, you are the president. You're the, exactly. When you're the president of the United States, you're not supposed to be able to be bought. You, But you as a CEO know that solicitation is wrong. You are the president of the United States, and what you are doing is one of the most principled violations of most businesses, which is solicitation. You're the president, so your, your main focus ain't about whoever the fuck in your family clothing line. It's about this country. Yeah, it should be about these people in this country. The people, that's, that, that's that bad daughter. His daughter's in the country. Oh, that, oh my God, and that got me because I did not know his daughter was doing the actions of the first lady from day one. And yeah. His wife ain't doing that. She barely speaks English. It don't make sense for her to do it because she's the first non-American born first lady. Yeah. You want to build a law and your wife's an immigrant too? <laughs> She's a immigrant. Now what does she got to do? Okay. Trump, can you answer that? <laughs> For real? We had the mic drop. Want to know that? <laughs> Y'all with that Gavin Obama? Yeah, where's her person? Day 23. <laughs> North Korea's decision to test the missile is another implicate challenge to Trump. Basically, countries like North Korea, as we go later on to the days, Russia, are getting balls and trying our country, essentially. Now look, they want to test it where? <laughs> yeah. Where they want to test it at? Everywhere. In front of our eyes, I said, hey, we got missiles. We can fuck y'all up anytime we want to. That's essentially what they're saying. Do they want to hit another country? Or they, are they threatening us? Well, North Korea has been doing this for years. True. Where they've been sitting there saying, oh, we're, gonna, we got, we're developing nukes and stuff like that. Like, kind of like trying to be the big boy, but they're not really the big boy. Yeah. And for the most part, they have been t- getting taken seriously. Because we're like, we, let's be honest. Unless North Korea had a lot of help, we'd fuck North Korea up. Look, first off, North Korea is still a part of Asia. Let me tell you how these Asians work. You ain't gonna fuck up one part. Look, look, not, not even just Asians. Let me tell you how these different cultures work that I've seen. Every culture stands together except African Americans. That's true. So what I mean, and what I mean is on a, in a this is on an international scale, and this is what I've seen state to state as well as international. So with me saying this, you not gonna fuck with Korea and not have a problem with South Korea as well as 
China. Well, like, South Korea don't like them niggas. They don't. They don't like them. They don't, but at the same time, you gotta remember their neighbors. You can't, you're gonna fuck with one, you're fucking with them both. Do you feel what I'm saying? I feel what you're saying on that. That's like. That's like, just like his, Hispanics, for, for example. Yeah, man. They may fight among each other, but you mess with one, you mess with them all. And I see that at work. They look out for each other. They help each other yeah. get promoted. They won't cut each other necessarily right off until a certain point. But they will work yeah. with one another to get where they need to go. Same with Caucasians, same with Europeans, same with Hindus. And I've seen this, especially in Maryland and D.C. with the Hindus. That culture right there, they together, man. Like, they together. Real Africans, they are together. Native Americans are together. So, talking about going to war or whatever, or whatever with North Korea, South Korea is their neighbor. They may not like one another, but I guarantee you, they will come together with the rest of Asia and fuck some shit up. And that's not what we want because they have people. They are overpopulated. They can go to war for years and lose people and still end up winning the war because they have the bodies. We don't. Now, isn't China, it's like, what, 25% of the world population? 25, man, try more than that. Because that ain't... Yeah, population control. The last time I checked, they're like 35% of the world's population. Just that country alone. Yeah. <laughs> and that ain't even counting Japan. And that's just China, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the last thing you want to do, yeah, North Korea might be talking, popping their shit, but they popping their shit because they know that in the end, if anything comes to that soil, it's a threat to everything else that is on that same shared continental soil. Therefore, you've got a problem. <laughs> you got a huge problem. <laughs> That's we don't want that because look look at look at how many soldiers we've lost since Desert Storm alone. Iraq, oh my god. Afghanistan, man, Libya, what? And you wanna mess with Korea? Yeah. Man, man, you better find a way to make them people say peace and smoke a peace pipe and keep them chill. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real, man. I don't want that problem, man. <laughs> Let's move over to day 25. This was an interesting day because Trump met with the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. So what do you think? So what do you think about him meeting with Canada? They were they're working out things, but the. They're basically just reaffirming the relationship between U.S. and Canada, which I think is a good thing. I think that's smart. I think, I think it's a good thing, but on, this is what I think, too. What he needs to do is adopt that universal health care. That's what Obama tried to do a little bit. I, well, it, it, ain't it ain't worked that way for Obama because he was a black man trying to do something that them white people, more than likely, ain't thought about doing themselves. But because it's a black man doing it, they like, ah, <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. So, him meeting with them is a good thing if he plans on adopting. 
every president up to date? Huh.
found that we've been in debt. These 13 colonies, these guys ain't come here with money, man. They came here with whatever they were commissioned with, and then they sent back however they sent back to get what they needed to do what they were doing. The pilgrims ain't come here free of charge, man. <laughs> if, you, if you think about the Mayflower and you actually knew what that boat would cost today and what it cost then, today, that Mayflower would be considered something almost like a Navy, a Navy ship, man. Do you know how much it costs to put one of them suckers in the water, man? <laughs> <laughs> them pilgrims were basically the Navy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Okay. That's my spell on that. <laughs> Day 26. This day is significant because the New York Times reported that members of Trump's campaign staff had regular contact with Russian security officials. Somebody else talked. <laughs> the stories came out hours after Spicer denied that Trump's campaign had any contact with Russians. Now, this is a big thing. We kind of talked about this in a roundabout way. We just didn't get to that. But this is the one we were waiting to get to. The fact that all this time, through his campaign running for president, to now, the whole albatross has been that Trump's conversation with Russians. Russians helped him win the election. And it's been vehemently denied up to this point where it's being reported that, hey. I'm going to say this too, man, real quick. Where most of our hackers come from? Russia. Like I said, it's been vehemently denied until now. And this is probably one of the biggest things to come out. What I've always believed is always the truth to It's always even if it's even if it's like twenty five percent truth, the fact that there is truth makes that rumor dangerous. Yeah. And we already know that he had he had some kind of some kind of love for Russian culture to the point that that's been like the whole focus of his administration, being in office and things of that sort. What's going on with Trump and Russia? What's going on with Trump and Russia? What's going on with his wife and you know and things of that sort? So I agree to what Sheila just said, man. Like there's always truth to it, and it, that that alone should be enough reason for people to want to really. leads perfectly into day 28 where he gives his first solo news conference as a president touting his first 
four weeks in the White House is the most productive of any presidency. And then he unleashes an attack like no other on the media, calling it fake news and dishonest people. Now, I want to talk mainly about his attacks on the media. I think that, in my opinion, it's very dangerous and it's very reckless to do that. Hold on, hold on, look, don't get me wrong. Of course, that's reckless and dangerous. The media controls how the people feel. But, is he wrong? What he's saying, is he wrong? Yes and no. How yes? Because the media reports, the media's job is to report things. Yes, the media puts their slant on the things. But you can't sit there and call media fake when it's reporting negative things about you. And then when other media sites are reporting positive things about you, that's real. I mean, if that's what his rant was on, I agree. But the media is... That itself, the media itself is a double-edged sword. Of course, yeah, very much so. Because they tend to promote things that... Like, that whole time the Orlando Massacre was on the TV, there were so many political events that happened that nobody is aware of what was going on during that time. The same with when that, that, little, that little Caucasian boy killed the people in church up there in South Carolina in Charleston or whatnot. There was a chain of political events, and there was a lot of blacks being killed by cops during that time frame while the news was blockaded so, you know, with... I can agree with that. These past 20 years, these are the chain of presidents that have been in place. These past 20 years, the media has done the most fucked up and obviously fucked up job of reporting things that should have been reported. They reported things that really held sometimes no true significance to the things that were really taking place that enabled black people to be getting killed by cops, that enabled people to be getting harassed by this, that, and the third, that enabled Trevon Martin and young black men and women, because there were women, there were young girls up there in Georgia that, uh, there was an incident where there was two girls who broke down, and they went knocking on people's doors trying to get help and were killed by white people. See? There was a, the, the Gina Six didn't even really make the news like it should have because other shit clouded. Gina 6 became an issue because of the, N- what is it, the NAACP and our people finally got tired of that shit and they said something and it became an issue. But when that happened, there was other political events going on and other events of some some catastrophic natures that took place but shouldn't have overran what happened with the Gina 6. I think the biggest problem with media right now is the fact that and this is something I said a long time ago that I didn't say I didn't say this on this podcast, but I said this a long time ago. The point when they got rid of BT News, I already seen there was gonna be a problem. Because every ethnicity has their own type of news service. I wouldn't even say the point that when they got rid of BT News, it's it's who took over the BT News. Yes. Right. You don't own BT no more. Exactly. And that's a problem. Because look, if you look at Telemundo. If you look at Univision, they report news. They report news from the Spanish perspective. So anything happens in the Spanish community, you're gonna hear about it. 
if you look at well they but that's a problem no forget that forget that the most influential African American of all Oprah instead of buying me and making it better than it was she would have started Oprah but see that's a problem because it's a problem when you have a media who is basically mostly white they're, so they're going to report on white issues. I don't think they're doing it intentionally, but that's what it is. They're reporting on what their people see. So when you have situations like Trayvon Martin and things like that, they're not going to report on it as much because they don't care about it. No, that's, that's really not a concern. You know, just like, um, okay, this is for example, years ago, I don't know if you remember Rick Sanchez. Yes. I'll go back to the media. It's the media. Like I said, it's... Like I said before, the problem is that we don't have that voice in media like we had before. Because I remember growing up, we had Tavis Smiley. We did, but think about this. I can't agree to that because look what we're doing right now. Man, we worried about Jordans. No, he's referring to us, specifically. Right now, like, We're doing it. We just take it to Because I think, you know, this podcast is on iTunes, Google Play. Millions and technically, we can reach millions and millions of people. And I think what Devin told me recently is that he's realized our podcast is more of a political podcast. And I try to stay away from it. But somehow our topics seem to revolve around it. And that's the one that people gravitate towards. And we really didn't intend for it to go that way, but that's it's, we find these issues important. And what really makes this unique is that even though we be talking about what we talk about on this podcast, we still find a way to have a conversation like this. So people get involved in this conversation, and they be like, "Oh my god, these guys are interesting." Like you know, things like that. Because I've had people that work listen to the podcast and be like, "Yo, you dudes are very interesting." Like. Your conversations make us feel like we're part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, to, to add on to that, um, I was on the Games We Don't Pod, Games We Don't Play podcast this week, and one of the things, one of the things that they were mentioning to me was like, 
they like our podcast because it sounds like two friends talking and it's such a unique perspective to hear that conversation and hear what they talk about and say hey that's really interesting and they get our personalities and, and this one three friends talking who all went to the same high school yeah. all of us have three different jobs two have been government one studied law so like and we're all African American yes and, and also to add to the fact that um, you know we don't really have a filter with each other we say what we feel like saying which is a good thing you know we don't bite our tongues and then as three African American males we all have experience with married life children raising our children having a hand like and we are men doing this so it gives a different view to what people expect or think of an African American male because of what we're doing and what comes around us and how we are like my daughter is sitting here sleeping in the bed right now while I'm doing the podcast we were supposed to be playing Uno and I forgot that we were talking about doing this podcast tonight so I had to give her a kiss before she went to bed and said look I got you tomorrow you can beat me in Uno tomorrow that is podcast <laughs> yeah and this is this is a pretty big week for us but we got two podcasts this week plus I'm on somebody else's podcast so it's gonna be a real, real interesting week for us man mention that because I used to listen to guys like um, Dan Levitard I used to listen to also guys I used to listen to a lot of guys I used to to listen to um, Russ Limbaugh believe it or not Glenn Beck people like that because you know you want to hear both sides of the story you want to get knowledge and when you pursue knowledge you want to listen to all sides of that knowledge you know I listen so I listen to a wide variety of people I'll take inspiration for them like people like the brilliant idiots like Drake Chance I listen to a lot of different people so I can get different perspectives on life and outlooks it's better that way you learn a lot than where the mind of other people come from yeah and my thing with
said with that said let's give it our contact information we've been going almost two hours man <laughs> politics man yeah man <laughs> and it helps having a guest too man like that, that we need Shiller on the show more often yeah more often like you need to become basically another host like another co-host yeah I 100% agree with that. And I don't see him. He might have dropped out. His call Mr. thing might have dropped. Well, let's give out our contact information then. We're closing it up anyway, so. Alright. Uh, well, you already know. Wait, no, no, he's back. He's back. Hello? Yep. We were just closing it. We were just closing it out right now, man. Also, let me add to that the fact that I would like to be able to have it where if one of us, something happens to one of us, we wouldn't miss a beat. We all, That's another thing I'm thinking about. We all should be interchangeable. Yeah, having three hosts makes it possible that if one can't do the show, the other two can't. Okay. And all of us can always be interchangeable. I don't always have to be the host. What also makes you a perfect candidate is because all three of us are high school. Yes. Yeah. So it still remains two friends having a conversation or three friends having a conversation. Yes. That's what's up. I'm cool with that. All right. So we solidified that right here on episode what? I don't even fucking know. Yeah, we got so many. It's not even that. You know, like I said on the other episode, my computer died, so I got to go through everything and look and see what episode this is. No, but for real, we have that many episodes. Yeah, we do. What's up, man? And the show is on two or three? I think it's, I think it's two. Might be three now. Yeah, I think it's the second one. Alright, well after this, it's going to be more anyway. Because now we just solidified it's three people to the mic drop, y'all. Yes. Hey. We will be updating that on the banner. Yeah, but uh, 
Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Devin underscore Cox. Follow the Mike Drop Pod on Twitter also as under the Mike Drop Pod. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, anything you get your podcast services on. You watch your stuff, Vision. You can follow us as far as the music side of the house at gcmg305.wordpress.com. Updating the site. Also, we have the mic drop IG, which will be somehow synced to Bill's Twitter. Because with him being the head of it, we need to make sure all links are synced on your social media. We do have an IG. Working on getting some more content creation for the IG and stuff of that sort. So, yep. GCMG305.wordpress.com. Chilly, you got any social media information you want to give out? I'm barely on that thing. I'm still fighting with Instagram. We're going to do a social media podcast. We should. Yeah, for real. I only use one of them, but it's fine for me. I'm gonna start getting back in. Yo, I don't even use that shit. The only reason I have it, man, is because I have over 3,000 people, man, that's on my Facebook and then my music page and my label page is hooked to my Facebook. You need to change that shit to a fan site and have somebody run it for you. That's what I'm thinking. But before I go to Facebook, I want to do that. Get the fan site and then boom, have everybody on the Facebook run to that. Facebook is like world stuff, man. It's crap. Yeah. I love Twitter. I love Twitter. <laughs> I was, nah, I'm not even on Twitter. You need to get on Twitter, man. Twitter's that joint. I ain't even gonna lie. Twitter, look, Twitter and IG is all we need. Bro. Yeah, man. We bought it to get together, create our own social network. Down with that, too. Hey, man, Who they talking about? Yeah. All right, man. I gotta. I'm gonna hit out right quick. Yep. With that being said, Mike drop party. We are out. Peace, everybody. All right, fellas. All right. All right. We stay in contact. Talk a little bit more about. In the U.S. Army, you can make a choice to make your mark. With over 200 fields to choose from, you can join forces with us and take on anything. Visit GoArmy.com to answer. What's your warrior? Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.